Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about right brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try right brand bacon. That's called right brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Good morning to you. Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio. Along with the great Ryan Hollins, I'm Doug Gottlieb. Dan, the boys are off for the day. Uh, we are with you for the next couple of hours. And uh, we got a lot to talk about here. We got, um, we got the officiating disaster that is the Dallas Mavericks against the Phoenix Suns. We have all these competitive series. We got maybe the weirdest interviews ever at a Formula One race. And do we care about Formula One now? That That part to me is... It is crazy. The MVP, of course, uh, has been announced. Man, we got a lot to get to. Let's. Um, the, can we start with the Mavericks and the Suns, Ryan? Is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah. Let's roll. Okay. So, look, this is uh, this is something that has been occurring much more much more uh, repetitively in the NBA than uh, than I can ever remember, and that's where fans and their actions are causing them to get ejected from from stadiums, from arenas. And so what happened was yesterday during a game, which, I mean, really, this is taking away from the fact that that was an awful basketball game to watch. The officiating was bad, but part of the reason the officiating is bad is everybody's flopping, and so it's really hard to tell, like, is that a foul? Is that a foul? Like, if they're all just falling down, you almost feel like, okay, what if we call no fouls? If we call no fouls, then it gets too physical, and then – everybody wants to fight or somebody gets hurt, right? Yeah. 
So apparently there's, I don't know if he's a heckler or what it was. It was a young dude, hoodie, uh, under jersey. He had a little earring in the right ear. D- did, you, did you ever rock the earring? No, no, I never had the earring look. No, no hoop look. <laughs> no, it was, uh, I think it was the, it was the, it was the diamond, uh, diamond pendant, diamond stud, or whatever. Um, he had the earring in the ear, and uh, he, on some level, either heckled or made contact with somebody of Chris Paul's family. Here's Charles Barkley after the game. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, we'll get we'll get to that we'll get to that upcoming. Um, first thing is like th- I understand you don't want anybody touching anyone in your family. I don't know what that all means though. Like, do we know? Like, was there like a legit two hand push? Was there, or is it like it's people are close to each other and jostling? I have no idea. I do know that like some of this is fans step over the line. Some of it is that players are way more sensitive to things being said to them than they ever have been. So I guess, Ryan, the question is, which do you think it's more of? I think that we've seen since COVID, fans have been crossing the line. And I'll say this, when when I played, fans crossed the line, but you didn't always necessarily see it. But I think, you know, think back like Trey Young, the spitting in the – on him that was like crazy a couple things that had been built up towards you know this this villain narrative with Russell Westbrook and then people feel like because he you know he's kind of opinionated that they can challenge him physically uh verbally on the floor like they feel like they have a beef with Russell Westbrook uh which is disgusting to me like it's personal uh and I think just whatever happened I I hear just pushing of any there's any contact from a fan at all, to Chris Paul's family, and I'm sure there was. I, I know Chris; he wouldn't act in that behavior without it being such. Oh, I'd, I'd lose it. I'd lose my marbles if I saw my family being touched, being pushed to, to any degree by anybody. Don't care if it's a a middle schooler with a hoop in his earring, and let alone touch your mother on Mother's Day, your wife on Mother's Day. It's on. I, it, Chris, Chris did pretty well to not be restrained <laughs> to be restrained the way he was so it's inexcusable but I think to answer what you're saying Doug there's this element had always been there but there's a different level entitlement from the things I'm seeing today a different level entitlement from the fans or from the players from the fans from the fans to get more hands-on the fans to feel more entitled yeah I feel like they're more part of the game or they're more yeah I look I I do think there's a little of that I mean it's here's here's the progression of it right it started with uh, it started with uh, message like message boards, right? And work from message boards to whether it's Reddit, or then it worked its way uh, towards Twitter and all different types of social media. I think the worst thing we do in in media, this is the absolute worst, is and it's more like e news and those types of shows. Okay, the worst thing that we do is we put up on screen somebody who average joe that's the problem with social the great Mm. thing about social media is is the downfall of social media the great thing about social media is everybody is kind of equal but the truth is that everybody isn't equal everybody's opinion doesn't matter it just doesn't 
right? And, and now Twitter tried to separate, go, hey, there's blue checks. The blue checks somehow matter. If you're not a blue check, you don't matter. So that should be maybe at least the line of who we pay attention to or what we pay attention to. I guess the problem with that is that even, even the Kevin Durant's of the world or, or whoever else is a really powerful part of social media, when they see non-blue check but guys come at them or people come at them, they clap back at them. Those people, you have to, they don't matter. And if you make them matter, if you amplify their voice, now the sudden they feel that they that's the again that's the device that that's the power of social media is that it makes all of these people feel like they they belong in the conversation they're part of the game they're part, so I think that empowers them um obviously you know you put alcohol you put the proximity to the court whatever but I would also tell you that because those voices are amplified on social media there's also the players who got to stop turning around they got to stop reacting to people. There's a, on every ticket you've ever gotten, there's the ability for a player to just go, you, you're gone. That's it. There's no question about it. If it really bothers you, just go, he's gone. And then that's it. Or you just keep walking. You have to just keep playing. It doesn't make it okay what people are saying, but your the, the reaction and the overreaction to those things, I think only make it worse. Yeah, but I, here, well, here's an element there. There's someone heckling you. There's someone saying something, and whatever. It's a part of the game. You hear him yelling. You hear him chirping. is is not a big deal. And I and I've had this situation before myself. Uh, all right, cool. He's saying this. He's saying this. Whatever. All right, we're competing. Maybe he says something to you at the wrong time. Irritates you. All right. Part of the game, though. The fan starts to amplify it to the next level. When you're hearing family, when you're hearing your children, when you're hearing your loved ones. Uh, brought into a a matter, now it's no longer sport. So, no, players, I don't think, mind the original heckling, the, oh, you're not good, okay, you suck, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the derogatory speech, uh, when you bring family in tune, that's when people flip the switch. And, Doug, you know, you, you played two or three quarters of a basketball game, you're fired up. You're, 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 you're excited. You're in it. You are at a a physical peak. You are in war mode. When people don't understand when you play in the NBA, your instincts are almost like they're a 10 of 10. You you are running as fast as you can to dive on a loose ball. You're jumping as high as you could jump. There's a, a split second reaction where you're sprinting back on defense. You are emotionally into it, Doug, and you know what that's like. So when you walk to the bench after a frustrating foul or play, emotions are in it and someone says something foul to you, you don't always have that level of respect where you're like, oh, man, you know, um, hey, s- security, come get this guy. You may speak, speak or clap back, and that's where teammates come involved. So, hey, I'll say it. I played with Matt Barnes. I played with Boogie Cousins. So I knew if I would be on a bench or there and someone was saying something, Boogie was charged up, as a teammate, I'd jump right in. <laughs> as a teammate, I'd jump right in before something can go. So you also got to take care of your brothers, you know, but – in this, in the instance of Chris Paul, I don't care what's going on. If you see your mother and your wife having an altercation with any, with anybody, let alone a male, oh, I'm ready to go into the stands. And you may not have the luxury to just say, ah, oh, man, hey, security, go take care of that guy. No, 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 no. As a husband, you're going in there. I think it was it. Doug was it Antonio Daniels? 
that that it was in Chicago sprinted up, or I'm not sure. He, I know he was playing for Chicago. I'm not sure where they were. Sprinted into the stands and is like, "Hey, man, I I saw this altercation. Forget the game." <laughs> yeah, I don't think you go up in the stands. Uh, that's n- nothing. Usually, that nothing good happens there. I mean, like, look, we've heard other things from 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 players when they're dribbling up the court. You know, telling guys who are yelling at them from the sidelines, you know, th- giving it right back to them. I'm just telling you, like, th- like the, the these guys have rabbit ears. The players have rabbit ears, and I have, there's no doubt that there's incredible jealousy from from people, or they're just they're trying to rattle you. There used to be a guy, uh, the heckler. You guys remember that there used to be a heckler, and he went to Washington Bullets games. Right, and he used to sit there, and the entire game he would heckle Michael Jordan. The entire game. Now I don't think it it rose to the level of of necessarily like cursing at him, and maybe he didn't talk about his his mom or whatever. But like the entire game, that's what he would do. He was kind of part of the NBA lore, if you will. And so one one of the things is a lot of these guys have been brought up with kid gloves. I mean, like Kevin Durant's perfect example. I think Kevin Durant. Is when healthy, the best player in the NBA. That, that's my that's my personal opinion. I understand he didn't win the MVP. I understand he didn't didn't get out of the first round. That's my opinion. Okay, he didn't play didn't play well for the most part against the Boston Celtics. They just loaded up against him. And that said, Kevin Durant was in Oklahoma City. They're playing the Memphis Grizzlies in the playoffs. He's not playing well. The Daily Oklahoman at the time, now called the Oklahoman, the the Oklahoman puts out a headline, Mr. Unreliable. And the idea of it is usually he's Mr. Reliable in this series, he's unreliable. And there was such a hubbub over it that the biggest newspaper in the state issued a retraction over an opinion headline. Mm. Okay? So the idea, the idea that we're creating a world where you can't call a great basketball player who's usually reliable, unreliable, in a sports headline is ridiculous. It's utterly and completely ridiculous. But that's the bar that we set. And so guys are treated with kid gloves. And so the one time somebody yells something at them, they they freak out. When just like somebody that doesn't have a check by their they don't matter. Now, I don't know what happened. Somebody makes contact with a loved one of mine, obviously. Okay, but it didn't look like, it wasn't like they were swinging. It's it's some dude who looks like he's in his early 20s in the front row watching the game. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what's happening. But the idea that Chris Paul, who's playing game, look, he's frustrated because of the officiating. And the officiating is hard, honestly, because Chris Paul does it just as much as anybody, right? He's he's a now a victim of the crimes that he had previously committed. That that's That's really what happens, you know? And so it just, it does feel like there's this um, amplified sensitivity from NBA guys specifically. Now, it also feels like fan behavior is worse than ever. But some of that is just the videos we see of fights at, at games. Here's Charles Barkley on the incident with Chris Paul's family. We could put an end to all this stuff. Some of the stuff these fans say, let's take them right down to center court for five minutes. <laughs> I've always said that. Some of the crap they said to you, hey, let's give me five minutes to send a court with them and to say, you ain't going to press no charges. 
Nobody gonna get it. No, ain't, no, ain't nobody gonna be sued civilly. Say what you just said to me right to my face right here for these five minutes. I'm gonna beat your ass, beat the hell out of it you. Would, it would take you five minutes? <laughs> oh, no, I'm gonna take my time. I'm not gonna beat them up quickly. I'm gonna jab them a little bit. Then I'm gonna lay the haymakers on their ass. Well, obviously, I hear you, Foreman. <laughs> Charles Foreman. In a real world, in a real society, you know, other than a gladiator. That no, we purging people. It's not happening. We're purging people. I mean, that's really what happened with the uh, the Malice of the Palace, right? You ever heard Bill? You ever heard Bill Burr's stand up thing? Uh, stand up on on the Malice of the Palace? No, no. Where he said, you know, for how many years people were like come up here, come up here, and they went up there, right? And Ron Artest taking out rows of people, right? That I mean, it's. And, and that part is true. That part is true. Sometimes people have a whoop and come and tell. Right? But, but the problem is that, we, again, like we get to a point of sensitivity where guys get super, super rattled. You know, it's like fans are out of line, but players overreacting is out of line as well. And, and, and for whatever reason, there's a percentage of people that see what happened in Dallas and it only cranks them up. And we'd be remiss if we didn't point out that Chris Paul was incredibly frustrated yesterday, right? And when you're really, really frustrated and you're losing and you feel like the whole world's against you and then you hear somebody yelling at you and then you look up and your family's arguing with some dude in the stands, now all, this, now all of a sudden uh, you're going you're gonna to react. So, yes, of course, that would be amazing if – Say it, say it to my face. Like I, I've never understood how somebody can yell something vile at somebody. So, but it's the how many wrongs make a right, and and obviously all this is aside from putting your hands on anybody. But like again, we don't know what putting your hands on somebody is. Let me, if you shove somebody, like all right, that's different than if you're sitting there and you're off balance and you put your hand on somebody's shoulder. I don't know. There is no video of it. It's not. It's not. I'm not able to. To, to honestly judge, but I can tell you, and I think this would be realistic, is fan behavior seems worse. Player reaction seems worse. It seems, seems more sensitive. Are, are those th- two things fair? Well, let, let me ask this. When you say player reaction, they're sensitive. Are you saying they're sensitive for overreacting they're sensitive for letting someone get to them, like what, or is it the timing? We're, Luca, going we're, back to Luca and Phoenix. Luca's okay. Luca's walking off the court in Phoenix mm-hmm. when he was terrible in the in the fourth quarter in the second half against the Dallas Mavericks. Right? Excuse mm-hmm. me, against the Phoenix Suns. Yes. Game Game two, they're embarrassing him defensively. He was awful. Right. So he's walking off the court. Somebody from Phoenix says something to him. So instead of just walking away, he turns and he reacts to somebody. Now, it might have felt the guy might have deserved a reaction. The guy might have deserved an ass whooping. But the second you turn around, there is a percentage of fans. I'm not one of them because I don't yell at dudes. I know they're way better than I could ever have been. Right? And if they, they play bet, like, I don't, I, I, like, why not just boo or cheer? I don't really understand that. Right? They, or even the you suck, like, you don't actually suck. So, like, whatever. But the point is, that the second you turn and you react, okay, now if every Phoenix fan's like, I got, we got him. Just keep yelling at him. We got him. We, we, we got him. We're in, we're in, his, we're in his head. So, well, uh, go ahead. Well, let me say this, though, Doug. You know there's a difference between, hey, Doug Gottlieb, you suck, 
And then there's a difference between, hey, Doug, I'll whoop your blank, blank, blank. Hey, Doug, you're a this, this, this. There are words that, you know what, like, if someone says this to you, whether it's right or wrong, and obviously, which is, as we mature, we know it's nothing, but it tells you, I want to fight. It's like a challenge. I'm putting this on the table. It's a challenge to you. This goes all the way back to medieval times of, you know, having to stand up or fight for your honor. And someone puts a challenge in front of you at the wrong time. And it's like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to say, I, I want to see what actually happened. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Doug Gottlieb, Brian Hollins in for Dan Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. All right, um, let's let, let's get to let's get to the game yesterday before we get to John Morant. I, I don't know I don't know what to do here, right? Like, I mean, like Luca is like we're in this generation of basketball where guys have always they used to do the throw the head back every time, and it looks like you got fouled, so you're like oh, like you wince, right? And Slowly but surely, the NBA officials and, and officials in college basketball have gotten smart to be like, yeah, that's not a foul. Okay, well, they, they started with the flop warnings in college basketball. They do the fines in the NBA. But it's really, really hard to tell if every time anybody comes near anybody else, some they, they fall down and act like they got killed. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just I, like you, you have to, you actually, they're actually such good actors that you you have to look at it twice. You're like, wait, nothing happened there? Nothing? Or if there is a little contact, like it's a little contact, and it's just, they call it you know, selling the contact. It was the worst watch I've ever seen. I've never seen a debacle like that. The <laughs> officials were awful. Like Chris Paul had a couple fouls. You're like, what? Like, that is not a foul. Like, what? On the other hand, Chris Paul... Very much part of the problem for a long time. So it's like, well, he got what was coming to him. Okay, but this is to decide an NBA championship, something that he has never truly been until last year in position to win. <laughs> Luca's a great player, okay, a great player. He uses his off arm as like it's like the Heisman, right? When he's driving, he stick stiff arms, dudes. He gets anywhere near to touch, and you would think somebody took a sledgehammer to his face. And so it's re- It's just I, I, the officials are an impossible situation. So between the flopping and how good the selling and the acting is, the officials, and then the number of replays where you got like, let's go to the monitor to see if there's a flagrant foul. You're like, oh, God. That was the worst thing. That was, that was a complete debacle for the NBA to turn on a Sunday afternoon game on Mother's Day. When there's nothing really else on, and to watch that crap, like I don't know, Ryan, I like, I, and and please don't think I don't love and respect NBA basketball or love and respect the talent, especially of those two. Those guys are as good at what they do as anybody has ever been at what they do, but that was awful. It was just awful. Well, Doug, do you want to hear why it happens? Yes, I think you alluded to it. Um, first off, you hit it right on the head, Chris. Chris is the reason this is happening. And I played with Chris, and I was, for the most part, on the right side of <laughs> the things he did. Okay? But what happens is, after there's a game that goes on, and Chris made Chris may draw 15 to 20 fouls a game. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna darn near foul out your whole your whole backcourt. Okay. That that's just what he does. And especially if he's playing against a younger more inexperienced player, he's going to get the best of them. Chris plays the cerebral game, the mental game behind the scenes. He's not a huge guard, and he becomes really efficient when you can't put your hands on him. So after the game, 
especially with Mark Cuban, who is behind, if I'm not mistaken, behind the creation of Synergy. And for people who don't know why Mark Cuban got behind Synergy is because he was one of the first, or if not the first, that would send in the clips after the game to the NBA and say, hey, you guys missed 10 fouls that would have changed the trajectory of our game. So then Mark Cuban goes over the top, creates Synergy, and now there's a whole video software platform that everybody uses uh, in the league. So as this comes around today, after a game, you send in the missed plays. And the league will respond to you and say, hey, yeah, we missed 10 fouls. We missed 20 fouls, whatever, to have decided the game. And that normally doesn't become public knowledge unless if it happens on a significant play that, you know, ends or determines the game. The league won't really try to make a public statement. But behind the scenes, you will see that Chris Paul had fouled or grabbed or held, you know, 10, 15 times, 15 players or different scenarios. And what you now see is that, hey, Chris is getting away with murder. He's getting away with murder. So now there's an eye on Chris Paul. And what I saw from the fouls, Doug, that I agree looked pretty egregious. Maybe his hand was in the cookie jar on a few of them. But he did foul. He did create an unfair advantage. The referees are coming in with a target on Chris Paul to now look for him. And that's what we saw in going into a playoff game as a guy who has experience in playoff games. I'm no Chris Paul, by the way. But I know... I, you put in your heart and your mind, I'm going to get two felonious calls. There's going to be two calls that are going to be felonious, Doug, and they're not going to make sense. They're completely going to be against me. They're not going to make any sense in the world. So I can't get those first two silly ones. I can't get two silly ones because I'm going to get two other felonious ones that had nothing to do with me, that I was just a casualty of being there. And that's how we come to a situation, Doug, where you feel like we got some unwatchable basketball. But if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, you're probably like, hey, we beat Chris Paul at Chris Paul's own game. Uh, This is Jason Kidd on Chris Paul and the foul calls. When we talk about, you know, CP understanding um, when teams are in the bonus, uh, I thought uh, JB and Luca and those guys did a really good job of understanding when we were in the bonus. And so I, I think um, we're being taught by the, one of the best point guards ever um, on the other side of how, how to do things. And, and that's pretty cool this time of the year. Yeah. So he's saying, like, look, we're just using your own tactics against you. Here, here's Luca talking about exchange with Chris Paul on the rebound foul at the end of the first half. I mean, I saw he was going for the rebound. I was surprised, and then uh, he said, "He said to me, if I push him that hard, he said, uh, I, I said, no, not that hard, but it was a smart play.' He said, yeah, I know.'" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, look, I, and I, I do understand. I mean, but just some of this stuff is so bad. The, the foul where he cut off. Who was it? He cut off. He, he got the ball on a rebound. And um, he cut off Jalen Brunson. And it's that move where you stop and then he runs into you and you try and get a foul call, right? And that's a point of emphasis from the NBA officials. I understand point of emphasis. That's for the regular season, the preseason, the regular season. In the postseason, it should be like just and, – and the point of emphasis, the intent is not just to stop them from doing it, but for the stop – the offense player from getting a foul call in that. So the very the easiest way to do it is just play on. They just play on, which has been the case in most of these NBA series, which is, you know, like you go back to, to Celtics and Nets, and that was a series in which they just let them play. Now, there wasn't, there's not as much flopping from Kevin Durant or flopping from Jason Tatum or flopping from Jalen Brown, 
But it is really, really interesting that um, that here's Chris Paul, who of course is known for this, and he ends up, you know, they they beat him at his own game. That's really what happened. No, Doug, no, Doug. I got to cut you off now. Okay. I, I got to call your bluff on this. Okay. That play, as you talked about, unwatchable basketball is one of the most disgusting in sports. <laughs> That's the equivalent of. We're driving on the street, and I swerve in front of you, but I don't touch you, and I slam on my brakes. And if you don't slam on your brakes simultaneously with me, simultaneously with me and I get rear-ended, right. this is now your fault. But I initiated the, all of the contact, and I want the blame to go on you who rear-ends me, or as you say, play on. <laughs> no big deal. It's an accident. Like, like going in the backcourt, we actually lost this series against OKC. When we were up OKC with the Clippers, and Chris went to Chris, his instincts kicked in at the wrong time, and he went to do it, and he ended up, it, he just threw the ball in there. Something happened. We lost. I'm, unfortunately, I don't want to bring that up. I'm sure it's a sore spot for Chris, but it's the it's one of the most disgusting plays that ends up being called a foul. But Brunson tried to get away from him. It's it's horrible, and he got penalized for it, but. I get the idea. It is a smart play because you draw a foul in the backcourt. Everyone's careful. I played with Chris. It's happened for me. I played against Chris. It's happened against me. He's personally, and and that is absolutely right what Luca's saying. Chris, in the middle of the game, would come if I was on another team and had a good possession on him and, you know, had my hands out the cookie jar, everything. Did, did you foul me? Oh, man, that was good defense. Good job there. He will grade the referees in front of you and say, oh, man, that was a smart play. Hey, man, get your hand out of there because I'm going to get that foul called. And Brunson who I like to say is a dog, Doug, with the WG on the end, not D-O-G. Brunson is a dog. He's going to get a big payday, as we see. It became personal with Chris. They they were playing this point guard chess match, and it's funny. You talk about the unwritten rules of basketball. Jason Kidd, a former teammate of mine, one of the best of the best. Jason Kidd understands the point guard battle, and he's behind the scenes saying, yeah, don't foul him. Yep, run into him. Yep, attack him. Hey, when he when he makes contact with you, you go ahead and take it. Don't fight against them and get those plays called. So, Doug, he Jason Kidd knows the unwritten rules, and this is a big part of Phoenix because with no Chris Paul, they were they played hard, they played together, but they weren't they weren't in sorts, and you saw it. Yeah, uh, it, it it's it was it's a hard watch, just a hard hard watch, and. What ends up happening is now that series is at two, obviously you still think that Phoenix uh, is in the driver's seat playing at home. But also the longer the series goes on, the other thing that Chris Paul is known for is the possibility of injury, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. he's he's in his late 30s. So uh, then the other question of the day is Ja Morant and the knee grab from Jordan Poole. Here's Jordan Poole describing the play where Morant got hurt. Yeah, I mean, it was a basketball play. I mean, we went, we doubled him, um, and I hit the ball, and I was going for the ball. I mean, obviously, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. I'm not even that type of player. I respect everybody. So, I mean, obviously, hopefully we get better. Hopefully he gets better, and, um, you know, we can see him out there next game. But, you know, I don't even play like that, for real. That's not my type of game. Here's Jordan Poole when asked about John Moran's tweet, which he later deleted, that said that Poole broke the code. I guess John did tweet, uh, broke the code with a video of that uh, in response to that. We got another game on Monday. 
Um, you've seen the play. You've played in the league. What'd you think? I ain't like it at all. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't think Jordan Poole was just trying to hurt him, but it was a little bit of in my mind, Doug. And, and you know this because if there's eyes on you, oh man, let me let me sneak my hand into the cookie jar. I'm halfway in. I'm not all the way in. Let me. He didn't just rip Jaws knee. He didn't do that. But eh, eh, let, let me give you a little twinge. <laughs> let me give you a little, show you a little love. And I think that there's a little bit of truth in every lie. And that come on, man, you, you think don't. He's, in, he's double teaming him, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna grab his knee here. Doug, have you ever accidentally grabbed a knee? Doug, you were know. good. Doug, you have a reputation. You were a good defender. You were a dog. You were a dog I, I, picking I up the no ball. Idea. I have no idea. In super slow mo, like things look no, totally different. It, but Doug, have he, you ever grabbed a knee? Do you think that's something accidental? Have you ever grabbed maybe a hip, maybe a shoulder, maybe an arm? Have you ever grabbed a knee, Doug? I, I, I don't believe I have. Because, and that's where, as a former player, Man, you had to st- step in and say, no, I didn't think he punched his leg. I didn't think there was something really demonstrative, but you don't accidentally grab a knee. Like, you know, that's the sensitive area for every ball player. Like, I, Doug, I didn't even like the, when the doctors, you know the little, the little checkup where they hit you on the top of the knee? I'm like, dude, they're like, did that hurt? I'm like, nah, I just don't want you touching my knee. It's, it's a sensitive area. And I'm not saying that hurt John Morant. I think ultimately – the mindset to wear down John Morant is John Morant going to score 47 points in another basketball game for the rest of this series. Uh, that's going to be tough to see. He's going to need help, but that's what you look in and say, yeah, we're going to wear him down. I think that's more of what we're seeing. But as far as Jordan Poole, I think his hand was halfway in the cookie jar, man. I think it's ridiculous. I think you, you think in the middle of a game, they're double teaming the best player in the other team. And he's like, Ooh, I'm going to grab his knee and just pull his knee. Horrible reaction. I've had him. I've done it myself. Horrible reaction. I've tripped guys. I've done dirty stuff. You, you, I don't know what goose through your head. Pull is a young player. Horrible reaction. Shouldn't have done it. Did I think he, he just went full Monty just all in it? No, I, I, I don't think so. But I think I, it's kind of inexcusable, Doug, because we can both sit back and put ourselves in. I wouldn't grab your knee. Like, I wouldn't, <laughs> and maybe he was just showing him a little love, but it wasn't. I don't think Paul wants Ja out at all. But hey, man, it's it's playoff basketball, dude. Doug Gottlieb and uh, and and Ryan Hall. I just I don't understand how in the middle of a game, in the middle of a double team, you're like, oh, I'm gonna grab a guy's knee. I feel like you reach for the ball, you come back, you catch somebody's knee, and that that that's. That that's what happens. You can give us your thoughts uh, at Ryan Holland. Uh, Ryan, what's your, what's the Twitter? The Ryan Hollands. The Ryan Hollands at Gottlieb Show is mine. Of course, you can do it on my Facebook page or IG as well. Coming up next, more on John Morant missing time in the series and what it means for the Grizzlies. Plus, did you hear who's going to win the MVP of the NBA? We'll tell you next on the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Doug Gottlieb, Ryan Hollins, in for Dan the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. So the uh, the Grizzlies were 25 in the this past season without John Morant. He seems unlikely to play tonight. Uh, it should be pointed out that there's there's video which feels like there was another play in which he might have tweaked his knee on. So so who knows? Taylor Jenkins, of course. I, I like. I'm sorry, dude. I've never heard of somebody pulling on somebody's knee and that hurting their knee. I just there's there just seems to be it. It's a weird play, but I I also think that there's a lot of weird plays that you see when you watch things up close in slow motion. Right, like Brian, that that's part of it is part of it is we're watching basketball in a way in which the footage is so good and so clear. You see lots of things you've never seen before. Yeah. But have always taken place. Yeah. And basketball is one of those games where you can get a replay in from the previous play 
almost always. And then you're like, wow, that didn't. But the and this reminds me of, you know, remember LeBron James has done this a, a lot where he'll get hit and it feels like there's a delayed reaction before he like holds his face. <laughs> right? Some of that is selling the call, but some of it is also, do people understand that in super slow-mo, you, you, it's not an instant reaction. Like you get smashed on the finger and it feels like it hurts at that very second, but there's actually a delay between yes. when it gets smashed <laughs> yeah. and when it hits your brain, you realize. But, you don't, but it doesn't appear in super slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Absolutely. So I, I do think there's a little bit of that. Um, if he didn't play tonight, they have any chance. No, they, they don't. And, the way that Golden State is approaching this series with Memphis is saying, we're going to outlast you. We know you guys are young. You're emotional. But can you channel your emotions? It makes me think of playing with Kevin Garnett. So, Doug, you remember me as a young player. Well, it was Ryan Hollins. He could have some great performances. He could just absolutely not show up the next day. And... The reality behind it was I did not know how to bottle or control my emotions. So I go to Kevin Garnett, who has the perception, Doug, correct me if I'm wrong, that is very emotional, fired up, always ready to go, always play hard. So I go to KG and I said, KG, how, how do you do it? He's like, what you mean, youngin? I'm like, how are you always emotionally fired up? How are you always prepared to go? How are you always in it? How are you always at a 10, you know, or a 20 of 10, whatever? He says, young, I'm at peace with myself. He was like, next time we have a timeout, look at what I'm doing. He said, next time we, before we go into the game, watch what I'm doing. I said, okay, let me take a look. He said, I'm at peace. I'm closing my eyes. I'm visualizing the things that I have to do. I'm meditating, meditating upon the shot that I hit. I've already seen the shot go in before I ever even took the shot. I'm at peace seeing what my team needs, what I need, and I'm visualizing who I have to be. So where you see emotion, I see peace, I see thoughtfulness, I see being prepared for the moment. I bring this up as I talk about Memphis and I talk about Golden State because Golden State has been there, they've done it, they've seen it, Doug, they're world champs. They have a spillover of guys who know how to get the job done, and they're going at this and saying, okay, Memphis, you guys won the battle. That was a big battle, but we're going to step forward and we're going to win the war. And we're going to see if Ja Morant can be this same guy. We're going to see if Dylan Brooks is going to another play, make another play that's going to get him suspended. Can you guys last? In fact, you may be more talented than us. You may have a better strategy. You may be able to get up and down and run at a pace that we don't really want to move at. But do you really understand who you are? Are you at peace with yourself? Or do you think, Ja Morant, you've got to go and be – the next Michael Jordan averaged 47 points a game and win the series. No, that's not going to keep up. I, I think that the big thing is I understand these regular season numbers, but if you've learned anything about the NBA specifically and a little bit about, about the NFL baseball, there's a lot of the numbers in the regular season, which do play out. Although the pressure cranks up and some of them don't in the, in the postseason. But none of these numbers of records in the regular season without John Morant mean anything to me. One, it lacks context. I don't know who they play, right? Secondly, like, again, they're not, there's guys that started for the Grizzlies in the regular season. They don't play now. Also, it's like, okay, you're playing the Warriors on the road, and that was the first time in this series we saw 
a little bit of the old Clay Thompson. Like it's just there's I, I'm I, I'm not going to completely eliminate all things regular season mattering for the postseason, but records especially I don't care. I, that doesn't give me what I've seen is the one guy who's the game changer for the Grizzlies is John Morant. Puts everybody on their heels. You know he's so crazy explosive and changes pace incredibly well that you have to focus your entire defense around him. And if he doesn't play, it's like a different basketball team. Granted, that can be difficult for them to adjust, but they don't have another guy like that. And I don't see it even being mildly competitive. I also have no idea if he's not going to play, right? This whole, like, he's likely not to play. Like, all right, so he wakes up. Let's let's see how he feels. Um, and, and like you said, and that's true, every dude in the NBA is concerned. Like, the knee is the big thing, right? That's the thing you're most concerned about. So I don't I don't see it being a mildly competitive series without him, especially the Warriors just scored 142. <laughs> 142. And they took their foot firmly off the gas pedal midway through the midway through the fourth quarter. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The fully electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz is innovation on a magnificent scale. Available with the epic 56-inch touch-sensitive hyperscreen. The vehicle is all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQS. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real would smoke real and you could tell so why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff that's right and if you're looking to upgrade any meal any meal try right brand bacon that's called right brand bacon you won't regret it experience bacon the right way